Perfect. Everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. To be specific, the fourth episode we've done. Nick, can you believe it's been already the fourth episode yeah, of this podcast? Four episodes in. It doesn't feel real, honestly. Yeah, it's getting more comfortable and we have so much to cover. Like we yeah, have talked about think. material, we've talked about topics, we've talked about, you know, having artists on here and the lineup keeps getting longer and there's just so much to do with not enough time. But we're going to have fun today. It's going to yeah. be good. How about this? Y'all can probably see we have new mics now. So, That's right. Uh, Echo should be all fixed, hopefully, I'm assuming. I can't <laughs> wait to hear the feedback from y'all yeah. about the mics and whether they're working and how beautiful they are. Because let me tell you, on our end, they have been perfect. Yeah. Kudos to Nick over here. Uh, he, should, he should pan the camera to himself because I'll do that. he is the one... I'll, do that. I'll just talk about him for a second with the camera on him. Oh, on me? He okay. is the one who single-handedly found these, researched them, got the microphones, and Nick, they are awesome. They have great crisp sound. They yeah. look amazing. And you know what? I thank you for that. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've researched mics for a long time, ever since the first episode and really before that. When we found out there was an echo, I'm just like, I got to research, I got to find something. And we're working with all kinds of filters on the old mics. Yep. And I just figured, I'm like, okay, it might be expensive. These are not cheap, but mm -hmm. it's like, it's going to be worth it in the end. Like higher quality mics. And this isn't even the most expensive one, but it's kind of right in the middle, but it works perfectly for what we have going. So I just decided a couple of days ago to just bite the bullet and I, just, I didn't even consult. I just was like, yep, I'm buying these and hopefully Tom's okay with it. So. That's right. And, you know, to his mother, my wife, one of her famous sayings is you take the expensive one, you take the cheap one, and you go right in the middle. And that's kind yeah, of man. the – it's the best yeah. philosophy, honestly, to follow. You found something that was very high quality. It may not be the most expensive mic that, that you know, professional podcasters use, but it is – head and shoulders above everything else so thank you for that and i hope it makes your experience a little bit better yeah. as well because we are pumped and so excited about today this is gonna be fun yeah and i didn't even give credit to like the listeners because some people just listen to this so yeah. hopefully for y'all listeners it helps your experience out too because you don't get a video so you just hear echo the whole time hopefully <laughs> now you can at least enjoy to listen and not have to like be bothered by yeah. an echo so. isn't it true like, we know the problems are there. Yeah. This is what's frustrating, because you and I talk all the time. We see the comments. We hear the video, the audio. We see the video. We know the problems that are there. Yeah. And we sometimes can't do anything about it, because either we don't have the equipment, we don't have the budget, we don't have the time, we don't know what to get. Like, it could be any number of things, but... Yeah. From the very beginning, do you remember the first videos we did? We knew the problems with not having OBS, with not having the right sound or video. We knew all that. And here we knew there were problems with the mic, trying to yeah. use one laptop to put two mics into. But you stuck with it. And it's so frustrating to want to make it better, but not be able to make it better with all the comments coming in. Because we knew it. Yeah. It's like, I feel like some people are, are just think that we don't know it's like we clearly know we listen we listen i mean some people don't well, and some people are just trying to help like they're yeah. just like hey turn up the gain or turn down the gain or i don't even yeah. know what gain is but be able to do things like with the videos we have on the reactions of hey do the opaqueness or the transparency yeah we know all of those things but even with that 
there are still sometimes issues that we are out of our hands. Like, yeah, I know. We can only do so much. We're growing. We're learning. I'm, I'm learning every day for sure. I'm sure Thomas too. Thanks to y'all. <laughs> y'all have been so great. The yes. majority of everybody out there is amazing as far as feedback goes and compliments and support and patience. Yeah. Totally agree. So we just got back from vacation just yes. a couple of days ago. Speaking of which, back in the saddle from vacation oh gosh, yeah. and being able to go back to work like we got in at midnight <laughs> on Sunday night and I was at work at 10 a.m. on Monday morning ready to go with a whole list of clients. And then here we are back making reactions again. I've done a oh. whole nother slew of reactions already this week. Yep. And we're we're just back at it. It's it's been awesome. Yep, it's grind time, as some people would it say. Is grind but time. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely back. Um hopefully you all have liked the reactions while we were gone. Um we had some throwbacks in there, so hopefully you enjoyed those. Well, but, and the goal we have is to have it as if we're never gone. Like yep. that's our goal. We work very hard to not change the pace, yep. to not change the product that you get and yeah. and we want to keep videos coming so we yep. worked really hard prior to going away on vacation yeah. the vacation was amazing being able to sit on the beach being able to play some golf with nick and being able to celebrate the fact that you graduated college and to honor you for that trip was awesome great food great experience awesome yeah what was i don't mean to cut you off what was your favorite part do you think we didn't we kind of talked about it midway through but we didn't really talk about it at the end what was your favorite part gosh there were so many favorite parts one of my favorites obviously is just sitting on the beach i like to literally just sit on a beach watch the ocean jump in the ocean come back sit in the sun just relax hopefully i've got a decent tan going now and just to decompress i'm not a guy who has to be doing something all the time but i think in a way, it was a little bit unique because we were all four in a hotel room together for over a week. Yeah. And that, to me, as stressful as it can be with four yes. grown-ups yeah. in a room, it was fun because we were all together. I had a blast doing that. Yeah, we're not. We're definitely, me and my brother, we aren't kids anymore. Like, we found yep. out very quickly that we can't do one-room hotel yep. rooms anymore, especially as a family. I mean, who knows how many family trips we have left yeah. until we're all moved out, but... You know, yeah, it's sad, but yeah, it was it was an experience to all be in one hotel room for sure. Um, I think my favorite part. I mean, I had so many favorite parts. We had I had a day where I just went out. I went go kart, went to go karts oh, yeah. and mini golf with my brother, just me and him. That was fun. Mm -hmm. We had obviously golf. The um, golf was so much fun. Being able to play golf with Nick and we had several rounds and yeah. had a great time. Laughed had fun, just enjoyed it. We got to play with just each other, nobody else around us. It was good. Yeah, that was cool how we got yeah. to literally all three. We played three rounds, all three of them. We got to play just us two. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the rounds, my whole, our whole family came. That was really fun. Yeah. That might have been my favorite day, honestly, when all four of that us was out there. Was. Everybody yeah. was having fun. I was playing really well, too, which doesn't happen all the time. So, And just to get a vacation, like none of us have really had one in a while. And so yeah. to get away and just be away, like we don't have anywhere to go, was awesome. Flying through the airports yeah. was a little bit stressful, but we did it. We made it through with the layovers and all that stuff. Yeah, that yeah. that was interesting. I haven't flown in a plane in like 10 years. Uh, yeah. until this trip so it was it was something else to uh, experience airports again and being being a plane different different experience than what i remember obviously yeah. i'm bigger than i was back then but yeah it was interesting it was a whole the whole package honestly we were there long enough to where we got to experience kind of every every aspect yeah. of what a vacation should be 
but I missed reaction therapy. I honestly did. When I sat down getting back home, doing reactions, I'm like, wow, I really missed this. I had a whole new energy. And I was like ready to just get into as many reactions as I can. And if I didn't have all the clients I have at the office, I'd be able to do more reactions. But this week, the week before vacation and the week after vacation for my job in the mental health field is always very busy because there are a lot of people who miss appointments because we're gone and we try to make those up the week before, the week after. And it's very busy until things settle down again <clears throat> here in a week or so. But it's uh, if I can keep my energy going, I'll be okay. I'm super pumped to do more reactions. We've had yeah. so many, so many requests for so much different music. And I keep telling Nick, hey, I want to do this one. Hey, I want to do that one. Hey, I want to get this out. Hey, I want to get that out. And he's like, okay, but that's more reactions. Okay, but that's more work. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's more work for both of us, but we want to get y'all what, what you want. But so it's what I want to do goal. for my job. I'd love for this to be my job. Yeah. I never envisioned sure. this being my job, but it would be a dream of mine. I would be in heaven just sitting here doing reactions, live streams, and podcasts all the time. And I can't wait, That'd Nick, for the time our interviews with artists start because they are yeah. about to unroll to, to roll They're out. Coming fast. We're about to unveil them and it's going to be awesome. So very soon yeah. gonna see our first artist interview. Yeah. And cool. I just can't wait. I am hoping we just get get more and more artists in because it's yeah. so fun to talk about the mental health really. field. Mental health is a huge thing right now. We can talk more and more about it as it relates to music and lyrics. So here we go. Yeah. So now let's get into our intro topic of the day. Watch intro this. topic of the day. And Nick's even got a transition. Yep, there it is. I so love it. I Man, made, you've made, been working hard. I I, I've been wondering what you've been doing, and here it is. Yeah. You've been getting mics. You've been doing, what are these, transition things? Yeah, so I'm, I worked on transitions. You'll see a couple love more it. in this uh, episode. But well done. I'm trying to make things, I'm trying to make things better, so... So our intro topic of the day is actually not a super happy thing. It uh, has to do with Justin Bieber. It recently came out about Justin Bieber. He yes. is actually paralyzed in half of his face at the moment. I don't, yeah, I don't what, know if that's what, like the right way to say that. The but exact name of it was... Uh, I don't even remember. Oh my goodness. I was going to look this up beforehand. It's yeah. very similar to Bell's palsy mm-hmm. where one side of your face, it's through a virus, but it's through yeah. one side of your face that just completely paralyzes. And if you've seen him on video, you can tell like one eye won't even blink. Like, so it can be a really rough thing. And especially for somebody who uses their face, their voice or any of that, from what I've heard, it can be really, it can be dangerous because if it's, if it's not treated well and he doesn't get better, it can, it can last. Yeah. I mean, watching that video, he posted a thing on TikTok or Instagram just to see his, like how sad he was and how, he just looked different. It it was so so disappointing to to see that. Especially he had to cancel some shows yeah. too. It's really really heartbreaking that that happened. Hopefully he gets better soon. But I just want to talk about that. And you know, I'm sure there's some mental health aspect to that. How how does he deal with it? How does you know the people that care for him, his wife, like yeah. how, all of that? How does how does that work? No, I think people in public tend to see these artists or entertainers as invincible like they see them as nothing's going to bother them nothing's going to hurt them they get so upset when a show gets canceled and i get it if you show up and the show's canceled right then or it gets canceled ahead of time and you've been waiting for months to be able to go to this show but from what i could tell and what i saw him in his recording i thought it was really cool that he did that video i saw on tiktok actually 
because it was really showing him like I need to take care of myself. This kind of a virus needs rest. It needs him to get better. He also had PT, physical therapy exercises to do to be able to keep his face moving and active. I'm not a doctor, but I do know with Bell's palsy, you know, it can be a really tough thing. And there's a time frame of being able to try to get things going back to normal. And I think emotionally and mentally, it's got to be super draining on him. He wants to be out entertaining. He wants to be on the road and he wants, doesn't want to disappoint fans. And also, like you said, with his family and with his wife, like he, for him to be able, he can't function normally right now. He's got to feel depleted and drained. It's probably exhausting. And all he can do right now is rest. And do yeah. these exercises. So it I just, think it's got to be tough. Yeah, it reminds me of like just getting sick and with the flu or whatever it is. Like all you can do for that is take, I mean, I don't know if there's medicine for what he has, but when you have the flu or something, like you just have to, re- like yeah. you just have to wait for it to end. The thing that's scary is you don't know how long it's going to yeah. be there. With the flu, you know it's eventually going to go away. Yeah. But. And you mentioned the mental health side of it. Yeah. It creates a lot of anxiety. This creates so much anxiety because, like you said, he doesn't know when it's going to go away. He can't just make it go away. There's not a steroid that's just going to pop it right back in, and he's great in two days. That the anxiety from, is this going to come back? Is this going to last? Yeah. Am I really okay? Like, he has really got to fight a lot of demons here. And I'm sure he's got a great mental health team somewhere that he's able to talk through this through because sometimes that's what you need is a place yeah. to just vent that's not your your wife, it's not your family, it's not your friends, because sometimes they are too close to the situation. This is why I say mental health matters and getting a mental health professional matters because that person can be your person outside of the rest of your world that can be there for you when you really need help and you need somebody to support you, somebody to just listen, somebody to give feedback, somebody to guide you a little bit and somebody to kind of steer a path so that you can know you're still sane, everything's okay, it's gonna be worked out and that's what we are there for. Therapists are there for that. Yeah, I mean, totally. Um, we, I mean, our anxiety episode, a couple episodes ago, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about that, about just finding, finding a person kind of outside of your just normal daily life i I talked about mentors for me and how i have different mentors that are outside of my family Mm -hmm. it's important to sometimes talk to other people because your family sometimes your family is going to be really harsh with you sometimes they're (laughs) just going to tell you what you want to hear and you need somebody who's actually who's no bias and is just going to help you out yeah and this is you know one of those situational anxieties where he didn't do anything to cause this it just happened to him and now he never would have thought of this in his life ever Mm. but now it's in his life and now it will be kind of a part until he can get it worked out you can do some emdr with this that actually could help but until it gets worked out he's going to be thinking about in the back of his mind yeah, explain EMDR because I know we've talked about it a little bit yes. probably before, but just explain it to well. Make sure EMDR know it stands is. for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. It's basically a treatment method, very sound, very proven since the '80s over the last 40 years, and it pairs bilateral stimulation of the brain, which is tapping on both sides of the brain, just like when you sleep. When we have REM sleep at night and we're dreaming, our our eyes jiggle in our head, and it's because they're tapping on past the midline on both sides of our brain, like this. So if you actually tap on both sides of your brain or both sides of your body like this alternately, not at the same time, but alternately, it recreates the same bilateral stimulation of the brain. If you pair that with a trauma, and in his case, how he feels anxiety in his body or anxiety about you know losing this feeling on half of his body and half of his face, if, you, if he thinks about the stress and anxiety that goes with 
the numbness on his face and he has bilateral stimulation going on his brain, on his body, it's going to actually desensitize the brain to where it's not so much of a trigger. He's not anxious about it as much. It can settle it down. So hmm. EMDR is a treatment method that helps the brain desensitize to trauma, car accident, addiction, abuse, uh, OCD, anxiety, depression, anything that is overwhelming to us that we can't take or that's too much. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But that is a huge treatment method when it comes to distress and anxiety. Yeah. Here we are. He's yeah. right in the middle of it. That's crazy. That was, that was really good to describe that. I think a lot of people need need that, especially, um, I mean, there's so well, many things people because have most, dealt with. Most people, sorry to cut you off, but most <laughs> okay. people talk about, you know, behavior modification. Yeah. Like, hey, let's behave your way out of it. If mm -hmm. you do this three times a day, or if you get up and you do this, or you have positive affirmations yeah. that you say to yourself, most of the time we're just using behavior modification. Mm -hmm. When you pair bilateral stimulation of the brain alternately with a trauma, it will help. Just like we said, one of the episodes about the school shootings, if you yeah. take somebody who was there who's safe, they got out, mm -hmm. but they're really traumatized and you pair bilateral stimulation with them going back and reimagining being there, mm -hmm. it will desensitize the brain to the trauma and it won't be so anxiety provoking. It doesn't erase it. It doesn't take it away, but it does allow them to look at it and not be so stressed. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Love I'll it. Can you to... tell I love it? Yeah, I can tell you. I was trying to come up with an example, but I can't really think. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go full screaming now. We're going to transition again to our topic of the day. Oh, we're moving along. Whoa, another transition. I love it. Yep. So our topic today, we didn't even mention at the start, which we normally do. Episode four. Uh, episode topic. four, our topic is trauma. Yes. I wish yes. we I wish we could... Uh, Yes. Wish we could play a little bit of the NF song Trauma. but Oh, that's just Trauma trying to reach the surface. That's, Remember not, what that's it? not even in that song, actually. Oh, yeah, it, that's right. There's a whole song of trauma. Song trauma, yeah. I just always flash back to that. Remember when we used to... Oh, yeah. No, when... What is it about trauma? When that's just Trauma trying to reach the surface. When I hear that, yeah. I think... That's the first thing I think of. That's that's a Nate, I yeah. think, the song Nate. But, yeah, so Trauma... Remember when intoxicated people make us nervous? Yeah. And tell us every... Wait... Everyone we love is going to try to hurt yeah. us, which isn't That's true, it. but it's there a lie it that is. both of us believe in. Anyway, I could, I told you all a couple oh, episodes wow. ago, I could he just recite every and F song. <laughs> anyway, our topic is so trauma. Cool. So let's just start out basic. What What is trauma? Trauma. Look, we're going to do multiple parts of trauma. There is no way to cover trauma in one time. But as a mental health professional, I have done this job for 25 years. I promise you, I've had a lot of training, a lot of experience, a lot of supervision, a lot of mentoring, a lot of everything in this field working with children as young as two years old and adults as old as 85 years old. And in having done all the work that I've done, we now know about the brain what we didn't know 25 years ago, I promise you. We didn't know stuff about the brain the way we do now. And what we know is that trauma is almost, just look at it this way, like a speed bump on the road. If you're driving mm -hmm. your car down the road and you hit a pothole or a speed bump, and it wasn't the end of the world, but you, you felt this big bump, right? And you keep going down the road and you're driving. Well, it's not going to really be noticeable around your neighborhood or in the local area. But you get on the freeway and you go on a trip and all of a sudden you notice your car is veering to the right. Hmm. It's out of alignment. How did this happen? Well, usually it's because it hit a speed bump somewhere, a pothole, and it knocked it out of alignment. You don't notice it through regular everyday events. But when there's a trigger that happens in life, this is what trauma does. We hit a speed bump. 
and something just throws us off. And it could be a car accident. It could be a thunderstorm. It could be somebody yelling at us. It could be somebody assaulting us. It could be somebody holding us up at gunpoint. Notice how it goes really big or really small. It could be anything that's unsettling. And that now it kind of carries on through the rest of our life. So trauma is basically knocking yourself out of alignment. That, to use the car example. That's really good. I had the same I had a question that kind of answered, but I'm guessing, I'm assuming just like anxiety, there's different types of anxiety. I'm guessing there's different mm-hmm. types of trauma. Yeah. Like, for example, you could be something ser- super serious, like being held up at gunpoint, mm-hmm. or you can just be kind of like had a bad upbringing and you've been traumatized by your parents arguing, stuff like that. So those exactly. seem like two different kinds of trauma yeah. to me. I don't know. You're yeah, the professional, we used to, so. <laughs> we used to think about trauma. You're exactly right. We thought about it as one thing. You know, it's almost like you go to a totally different topic of autism. Mm. Back in the 80s and 90s, we thought of autism as autism. You were either like Rain Man in the movie Rain Man. You were like full-blown or nothing. Well, now we know there's a spectrum, okay, that goes all the way from from sensory issues and Asperger's all the way into full-blown autism. And it's a spectrum. It's a range. So trauma works very much the same way. We have what's known as big T traumas and little T traumas. And the big T traumas, capital T, would be things like a plane crash and, you know, a car accident, being held up at gunpoint, something that was really major that that's a big impact. Or the little T traumas are kind of like you're in a chaotic environment growing up. Everybody in your home yells, your parents fight. You were never physically abused or assaulted or anything like that, but you were in a lot of stress, anxiety, and dysfunction. That's one of those little T traumas that it kind of just, it, it lasts. I, I talked to somebody who told me their, one of their parents worked in another state when they grew up. And so they, they lived away and came home like once or twice a month to visit, but then had to go. That's how they supported their family. Well, as an adult, this person realizes that was a huge, that was a trauma for me. And it's because it was a little T trauma. It was a something that happened that put abandonment issues in their life over time that they didn't realize till later in life. So when you're in a chaotic environment, for instance, growing up, but it's not abusive and it's not horrible for you, you may grow up and be very uncomfortable in a relationship where somebody mm-hmm. yells. They're not even yelling at you, but they get a really high voice. Or when you get in crowds where people are kind of pushy and shovey, mm-hmm. you may get really triggered and uncomfortable. That's what a little T trauma is. It's something that it's, man, it's hard to know where this came from, but it is actually a trauma. So we know now trauma is a wide range, a spectrum of things that we can't just discount the fact that so what? You grew up in a loud family. You're from New York, whatever. That's not enough of an excuse anymore because it does impact some people. Not everybody. Some people can grow and be fine with that, but some people actually are triggered by that. Of the New York comment. That's funny. Um, so I have kind of a weird question for, I don't, I'm not sure about this answer. I'm thinking, I uh, just thought of dogs because I've seen dogs mm-hmm. before that kind of have like, I feel like both of them because like a trauma could be like they got, the dog got abused when they were with one owner and then they got tossed to the street or something and somebody else picked them up. And every time like, this new owner would like yell at them. They would like freak out yes. because of the way their old owner treated them. Yes. Is it, is that like a big T trauma or a little T? Because I feel like it could be a big T because they were 
getting abused, but also mm-hmm. a little T because they had like stuff in their past that was, I don't, I don't know. Yes, it could be know. either one. And the difference being the big T traumas, they're, they're all trauma. I just want people to understand that trauma can come in many different looks. Gotcha. And when it comes to the little ones, a lot of times it's more the long, drawn out, subtle things that are not so obviously, wow, that was horrible. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had this story of this, uh, old, this adult who's about 40 years old came in and they were talking about being younger and at five years old, they, they had trouble with their job and trouble holding relationships. And when they were younger, like five years old, as we talked over multiple sessions, but when they were younger, about five years old, they recounted this story of carrying in groceries for their father and from the car to the house, right? And one of the bags of groceries, the girl was trying to carry it and she dropped it. And it was the carton of eggs. And the father's like, wasn't horribly abusive. The father just was like, what are you thinking? Like, that's our breakfast. Now we we don't have anything to eat. for. We can't eat eggs for breakfast because you dropped that. The father was frustrated. The father didn't demean the child, didn't act horribly. It was just a typical parenting moment. That compounded is we take that little incident and that compounded into other incidents we talked about. But basically, from that point, that child says to themselves in their brain, the fact gets planted that I'm a failure. I'm no good. I can't do it. I can't please him. I'm not good enough. And when that happens, that's a belief. That's not a feeling. That's a belief. Then there's the struggle that continues. And these traumas compound over time. They gain with experience. So she might have a teacher in high school that kind of gives her a hard time about a paper she wrote or a grade that she got. And that further now emphasizes the fact she's not good enough. And so when she comes into my office at 40 years old Mm -hmm. and she can't get the promotion at work, and you know what her boss said to her? I appointed you the lead of this project and you let everybody else take control. I don't like that. You are supposed to be the lead. You're supposed to take charge. And she was, she was in charge, but she couldn't because she didn't believe she was capable of doing it. And so we traced all this back to somebody who's five years old and got that. She's like, that is so telling because Mm -hmm. when I was five, from that point forward, I always had this inner inner feeling I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. I couldn't cut it. And she couldn't hold relationships either because she didn't think she was good enough. Long story short, go through EMDR. She gets way better, moves on, gets the promotion, gets the relationship. It really did work out. Yeah. But that's because she never recognized that little T trauma that happened. It wasn't this standout noticeable wow. thing, but it compounds with time, Nick. Remember yeah. that with trauma. Gotcha. And it may be a totally different thing. Did you notice how her dad yelled at her? And there could be, she could have that happen. And then she could be in a place 10 years later and hear a song that was playing at the same time her dad yelled at her. It'll make her feel the same way as she was five years old. Huh. Interesting. So if you ever get in a car accident, sorry, Nick. Okay. I'm going on and on here because I love That's this. Right. If you ever get in a car accident and, for instance, there's a song playing on the radio and then a year later you're just driving down the road, no big deal. Song plays on the radio. Your feeling is going to come right well, back to when that happened. Okay. Well, that just brought up another point that I need to make. Two things. One, I'll start with the first one. One, I thought it was interesting how you mentioned how it like starts over time. Like It, it starts grows with experience. Yeah, yeah. When you start with something and then you move mm-hmm. on. Same thing with anxiety. I feel like we talked when we talked about anxiety, like you Mm -hmm. start, you have like little things that happen when you're young. And then when you become older, those things just compound and will get worse if you don't treat it. 
So I feel like that whole piece of when you have trauma at a young age, I guess I have a question also, like, do you think that people, when they have something traumatic happen or something maybe small but still traumatic, do you think they should get help then? I'm assuming you would say yes to that. Yeah. The sooner Um, you get help, the better. Yeah. Clearly with trauma. Every trauma does not need to be fixed and worked on right away. You don't need therapy for everything. Yeah. There are times, and I usually tell people, give it a few weeks if something big happens. Unless it's like really major, you get in a major car accident or you get held up at gunpoint, something like that. But I had a boy one time who was, I think, four years old, and he had been in a storm at their house. Mm. And lightning struck very close to their house. Well, you know where he was when the lightning struck? In his bedroom. Mm. Do you know what happened after that storm passed? Couldn't. He would not go back in that bedroom. He was like, that bedroom's associated with this, and I'm not going back in there. And so he would not go back in. So they brought him in for therapy. And that's a moment where he was able to work through it. But they got him in within two weeks of this happening. The longer you wait, the harder it is to do it. Yes. Uh, Then I guess my next point you brought up, uh, song, and if you get in a wreck with the song on, um, the next time you hear it, it's going to be traumatic. I, when I got into my one and only car yep. wreck, that was not my fault. By the way. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there's a song that was playing that um, I can't even think of the name of it because I haven't played it since because I do not want to associate yeah. with that song anymore mm-hmm. just because it brings back that memory. And so yeah. it, that was very true what you said there. That That is a real, we could have so many examples and stories. I remember a time on vacation a couple of years ago when Tony, my other son, your brother, mm-hmm. Was we were playing putt-putt, and he got traumatized by this guy yelling at him. I don't know if you remember that, but he made a hole-in-one, oh, and he jumped up on this alligator, these big animals at the putt-putt course, right? Uh, yeah. He jumped on this alligator and was like, yes, I did it. <laughs> and this guy yells out, hey, no climbing on the animal. He was really rough with them. And Tony's face just went white. And for okay. three more holes of putt-putt, he was not. I was like, Tony, it's fine. Don't worry. It's, it's okay, really. For three yeah. more holes, he was traumatized. Honestly, Man. it was not the same. When we came back around, I don't know if you remember this, I had him walk over. I told Jill, hang on a second. I got to go over here. I took my phone. I walked him back to the same hole and I said, I want you to run, step on top of this alligator, jump up like you just made a hole in one and I'm going to video the whole thing. And remember this, I got your back. If this guy comes anywhere near here, I will take care of him. He is not going to mess with you. I promise you. So give me your biggest jump you've ever made. He went up, he jumped, I videoed it. And he was a different person the rest of the round. He cleared that trauma right away. So the sooner you get it erased, if we went back there today, he would be fine. He would remember the situation, but he would not be nervous and upset about it because we cleared it. See, get yourself a therapist as a parent. It really helps. Um, (laughs) We're on it all the time. But that's true. Little traumas like that happen. It's not the end of the world. People yell at you. A coach could do that for a sport or a teacher at a school, like I said. But sometimes they stick with us and they go to the boss, they go to relationships, they go down the line and they build with time. Every experience you have yeah. makes it worse. Mm-hmm. If you continue to, um, I've had people who've gotten in accidents like you did. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, they get in another accident that's not their fault again. Yeah. And then a month later, they get in another accident. I've had somebody get in three accidents within a few months mm-hmm. and it's just terrible luck, but it it builds on the trauma. It's yeah. like a concussion, if you can think of that, in sports, right? When people get concussions, if you get one, it's, I mean, it's not great, but it's not a, a game changer. If you get one a year later, it's not the end of the world. But if you get one this week, one next week, one the month after, 
terrible, right? Yeah. So they, they build on each other a lot. Trauma's yeah. that way. That's totally, um, I mean, I'm a, we're both sports fans. I know for a fact with concussions, this is off topic, but huh. I know with concussions that if you play in football, especially if you get concussioned, if you, I think it's if you get four concussions in like a six month oh, period or something, gosh. they tell you to like retire mm-hmm. because it's brain damage, uh-huh. but that's a whole different subject. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I guess the next kind of topic, I'm switching back and forth a lot. The next kind of question I have is, can you see trauma in other people? Like I know with anxiety, you can kind of tell if people are anxious, but with trauma, mm-hmm. you know, if they, they're living their everyday lives, you can't really tell, I, I wouldn't think, but could you tell if like they're in that situation Mm-hmm. that they were like if they got in a car wreck and the song came on if you were in that car with them could you see that trauma in them so kind that's, of a double that's question that's a pretty good point because sometimes you could yeah if, it, if it's like yours you're driving in a car with somebody yeah. and the song comes on the radio and you're like yes i love this song and they're like turn that song off i need that off now and turn yeah. it off or don't go down the street yeah then that's one of those that you could notice like whoa wait a minute like what's the deal it's it's just a song like but they didn't just dislike the song. They were like insistent on it. That would be one of those things. There's a restaurant I went to in college that I got food poisoning at. You'll, you know the story. And I've never been back to that restaurant since. That was 1990. So that was 32 years ago. And I really need to go back. There's just none around here of that brand. It just kind of went away. But a lot of people went to it. It was well known. And I just happened to be there on a bad day or with a cook that was sick or with food that was not good. And it, it is a little T trauma that's like, uh, that just unsettles me, like that song yeah. does for you. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. You'll be fine. In fact, you don't even think about it until it actually happens. Yeah. So that's a little different. But sometimes you can notice that if people get really reactive really quickly, then it's like, whoa, what, like, what's happening here? That could yeah. be a trauma. But a lot of times you can't. You can't tell what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you can talk to people. Like if you have friends of yours or people you work with that you know, you share experiences with and they kind of keep talking about this one situation or this one event or this one thing that happened in their life, that could be a noticer. And the best way to do it is just listen to people, just hear about their life. So a lot of times people are walking around with traumas they don't even know. And it doesn't mean it's the end of the world, right? We talked that other episode about hiccups, right? It's not that it's the end of the world. It's just that it's good to know if you've experienced any trauma and what the triggers are, which I'm sure we'll talk about too, but what the triggers are so you can see it coming and know what to do about it. Mm. Really, really critical. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. So like, obviously, people with trauma need help. So what can people do to find (laughs) help for trauma? Well, getting help as soon as possible is best. And I'm telling you, as a mental health professional, at least in my practice, my wife and I, There may be a lot of therapists who just churn clients over and over. We are very selective with the people we see. But when you get a good mental health professional, if you go in with your situation, I'm going to be somebody that will give you an honest opinion of, you know what, I wouldn't do anything with this right now. I've seen children who have lost a parent when they are six, seven, eight, nine years old. And I remember one time I saw these siblings, they, they lost their one of their parents when they were, I think, six and eight years old. And one of them really needed to be in to see me, and one of them didn't. It wasn't time. They weren't ready for it. It just was not a good—it was forcing it. Mm. So there are times—and by the way, that person 10 years later reached out to me and said, I need to deal with what I didn't deal with 10 years ago. It's time. And they came in and did that. 
for you to be able to recognize that not everybody needs therapy all the time, but a good mental health professional will give you the best opinion to say, you know what, if it gets to this point, or if you start seeing this, or if you experience this, this is when you need help. Do I need to get help right now or would it just be a good idea? Better to be safe than sorry. The sooner you get help after a trauma, the better. Whenever children have experienced, whenever teenagers have experienced it, whether it's a car accident, whether it's a, an abusive relationship, whether it's you know a, a lot of anxiety and stress over lifestyle or a, a marriage that's gone wrong, any of that, good to get help sooner rather than later. So that can be done. But if you don't get therapy, we talk about it, right? Balance keeps me stable. You can go on walks yeah. or jogs. You can journal. You can listen to music. You can watch video reactions on YouTube right. that have mental health focus, there like reaction go. therapy. Yep. There are a lot of things just through journaling, through art. People can do it through artwork, through exercise and activity, walking around, bouncing a ball, just playing you know, different kinds of sports for fun can yeah. happen. You can do a puzzle in your house. Mm. Those are all things that just let you get the anxiety out of your body. Because most people, when they get anxious, what do they do? They curl up, yep. they get in a dark room, they turn on their phone or TV or computer, they dive into social media or something that makes them more depressed. No, I no. need you to get no. out and move. But if you're going to curl up, yeah. do it for a set amount of time. And watch reaction therapy while you're curling up too. Yeah. There you go. Uh, when you mentioned art, shout out by the way to the person on Discord who won the art contest. That's hey, yeah, y'all That's can, right. It ended can, while we were on the trip. Yeah, y'all can get on our Discord, and um, if you're really talented, or if you're not talented and you just want to uh, submit some art, you can do that on Discord. Yep. And that's a way to kind of get rid of trauma. And I did have somebody do that drawing of me sitting there on a bench with Juice World, yeah. and I'm I'm. I think they're actually, I think they sent that to me and I want to get it printed out okay. and be able to show it. I want to be able to have kind of on our wall yeah. uh, a tapestry of what people have sent because we've got cool. a couple other gifts that have come our way. I'm going to open up here real soon and show everybody what we've got. We've got some cool things that people have sent us and been yeah. so gracious. Thank you for thinking of us. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Always uh, the the link to our or at least the our PO boxes in our description if you want to send us anything. That'd be, that'd be really cool. That's right. Um, I, I did. I would be remiss. And I said <laughs> therapy as soon as possible, right? And I yeah. said all the other things with art and and exercise and all that stuff. Yeah. I We talked about it earlier, but EMDR would be a classic example. Like right. it's just a great treatment modality. And not everybody's trained to do that. It's a very expensive and specialized training. So not everybody has that, but it's very good for things in trauma. Even if it's just building a little bit more confidence and resource kind of in your body and in your brain, it can be very helpful. And also understanding what your triggers are. I didn't talk about that, but it's important to know what triggers are. And triggers are those reminders. Triggers are the song Nick talked about in his when he got in his car accident. When he hears this song, it reminds him of that accident. That's a trigger, a smell, a sight, a voice that you hear a vision of an intersection or of a plane or of a person like those are all triggers. You have to know what your triggers are uh, when somebody raises their voice, when, you know, something uh, surprises you. If you can know what your triggers are, you can combat a lot of this because you can realize, wait a minute, I just got triggered by something. Mm. Let me put it in perspective. 
Let me recognize whether it's really real and there's anything I need to do about it or is life okay and we'll move on. But if you don't know your triggers, they will control you. And then all of a sudden you'll be back in the memory, we call it. You'll be back in the experience of the trauma you had. So if you were listening to that song and you didn't realize that song was a trigger and all of a sudden, if you were in the car with people, you would be... You'd be distracted, you'd be annoyed, you'd be irritated, and people would be like, what's wrong, Nick? Like, all of a sudden, you're not even talking anymore. What's going on? And if you didn't know that song was the trigger, yeah. you would be annoyed and irritated back. Nothing. Like, what? I'd, because you wouldn't be knowing it. So the trigger like, would actually make your brain go back to the trauma yeah. of that day. It's just, that's crazy how your brain works like that. Well, do you, you ever see people who get... Uh, abused or hurt when they're younger and they get in a relationship later mm. and that person they're with gets loud and screams at them and they get very quiet. Chris Rock, mm. Will Smith. What did he do when Will Smith came up and attacked him? Whoa, whoa. He was trying just to, he he was triggered. He was in yeah. trauma right there. Yeah. And he was back in the memory of when he was younger. Yeah, and, go and check out that old video. We have a couple of videos on that whole situation. Yeah. If you want to check it out too. But anyway, yeah. I cut you off there. No. With that. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I just I was saying how crazy that our brain can work like that to yeah. where it can just go into its own mode and like it could be something that you're thinking about but you don't even know what it is. You just something that just like I say ticks you off, but mm-hmm. it's a trigger that it triggers you and it don't even realize what's happening. So. Well, remember, we talk about the brain, and when it develops as you're an infant, it develops from the brain stem up to the cortex. So cortex isn't this complex thinking brain at the front here. Mm-hmm. is not developed until you're a teenager, like fully developed until you're a teenager or later. So the brain stem is first. It's a very basic, primitive. It doesn't know time or space. So when traumas happen younger, it doesn't recognize time or space. And when a trigger happens, it goes through the cortex, it goes bottom up. Okay, it goes from the cortex to the, I mean, from the brainstem up to the cortex. So when a trigger happens, the immediate thing when that song hits you is in your brainstem. It hits the feeling in your body about where it is. You're back in that moment. You can pretty quickly in that instance travel to the cortex and realize, okay, the accident's not happening, right? Like I'm not there anymore. But when some people are so traumatized, they stay in the brainstem and it takes hours or days to be able to get back up to the cortex in the thinking brain mm-hmm. because the cortex is gone at that point. They're just in reactive mode and you would be completely just out of sorts at that point. But once it gets to the cortex, then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not in that event anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not in that memory anymore. Interesting. Brainstem yeah. up to the cortex, always brain, bottom to top. Crazy how the brain works. We got so we many trauma episodes we well, should do. Yeah, but also we should just we should have one episode just on the brain because it's yes. fascinating. And a Q&A, like things where yeah. we actually get questions from people about this. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That'd be cool. Well, is there anything, any last, I mean, I'm sure you have tons, <laughs> but just real quick, like in a minute or less, like recap if you want on trauma. A minute or less if possible. So just recognize trauma does not have to be this big, bad thing. It can be something that just rattles our cage a little bit, throws us out of balance. And if you can recognize anything, recognize when you get triggered, when you get irritated, when you get sad, when you get reactive, just pay attention to those times in life where you get out of sorts, you know, where it's like all of a sudden my mood's changed. What triggered that? When did it happen? And recognize anything from the past, the past patterns in life that have happened because you could have triggers and traumas from the past that you didn't even know about. And when you're having a hard time and you just can't seem to kick it and get better and get through it, 
get some professional help, a consult at least, a session, just to say, this has really been tough for me lately. I need some help with it. Tom, what do you think? That will help a professional tell you, I think this is really big or I think this is really small or here's what you can do about it. And you can walk through it and at least have somebody there to support you. But trauma is something that's totally workable sooner rather than later. Dang. Well, that was a good recap. Um, there's so much more on trauma to cover. So yeah. we'll definitely have to do a part two and maybe a part three and part four to this. But for now, that is kind of going to wrap that part up. And let's get yes. into my favorite transition right here. Oh, what's coming? What is next? Oh, man. Q&A segment. I should have switched it back to both of us. <laughs> I love anyway, it. Anyway, so let me go over here. Let's get into some of our questions here. So these are the Q and A's. Like, I don't know what these are. I yeah. have not pre-read these, so yeah. I'm not sure what's coming. So our first question is from Jenna. Mm -hmm. Jenna hey, says, Jenna. would you maybe consider reacting to movies or TV shows yes. sometime soon? Absolutely. Couldn't say that fast enough. I would not have said that four months ago, but I'm saying it now because I've seen so many requests for it and I see how much value it has in it yeah. in terms of how relatable movies, documentaries, things like that are to people. So yes, I could see us branching out into that, which would change our mission statement into spreading mental health awareness <laughs> through music, lyrics, movies, videos, all that, just media. How about that? Yeah. But the reality is, yes, I could see myself doing that. And I think maybe... What we do is kind of like we did in the beginning. We take a day, a week or something. This is literally just us talking now. We haven't talked about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't just know Just take you're a day, say. a week where we maybe do a certain hmm. movie or a certain series or a certain documentary or certain something. And we just take a piece of it and we react to it here. I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah, that sounds cool. Suggestions, recommendations, yes. bring them on. We Down don't have a comments. request list for movies right. or... Uh, documentaries. I should or, make that. Yeah, that would anyway. be pretty cool. Okay, next question comes from Gavin. Who right, is Gavin. your favorite? Per who is your favorite person to react to? And I guarantee you're not going to have an answer for this because you have so many. But yes, it really is hard. This is very hard. Each one is different. Just like every day I wake up, I turn on the reaction therapy official playlist on Spotify. By the way, go check that out if you haven't already. Reaction Therapy Official is what it's called. And it is a full playlist up to date of all our songs, 230 something songs at this point. I'll have a different taste every day. <laughs> NF by far, because we're doing the journey and almost getting through with that, has been my favorite to watch like from birth to now. I feel like we've watched his entire life. So that's number one, probably. 21 Pilots is probably number two because we're doing the journey with them. Uh, and going from album one to now all the way up. And it's just been so cool to see their progression. I can't wait to see them live in concert. It's going to be amazing. And then third, for sure. And these really aren't order. They're just top three is Eminem. Hmm. Yeah. Easy. There's something about Eminem. And there's something about his voice and his delivery and his story of being a parent. I wish one day I could sit with Eminem and just yeah. talk to him about being a parent. Yeah. Nothing about fame, nothing about, I just, I would want to know his view. And I've said questions I yeah. would ask him, but I really yeah, would yeah. love that chance someday. Yeah. Won't give up that dream. Never give up the dream. Um, so we talked about this a little bit and we kind of just did it ourselves on um, the intro on our last podcast, actually we talked about NF and Juice World and kind of our favorite songs from them. But Joe says, rank your favorite songs that you've reacted to. 
So this could be any, any songs. This is really, really hard. Come on. Like I I'll just do it. Just do like a top five or top, top three. Well, juice world, um, the juice world. Oh my gosh. I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, Oh, I'm forgetting the name of the juice world. The NF one would be the one that had all of the, it was where he had the, the plane was there. All the people from past videos were there and he was walking down the street and then he walked back down the street and he ran into all the people from the previous videos, mm. whatever that was, was so amazing. At the mm. end, he walked out of the plane that was in the one video and the, the boy there that was was cutting his uh, wrists was sitting next to the plane. And so I don't know if that was like intro three or something like that. But it was one of it was it been. just encapsulated everything. So with Twenty One Pilots, it would be Trees for sure. Yeah. The live version was that one. I have loved refreshing music like um, as crazy as y'all might think it sounds. Sophie Pecora has mm -hmm. been awesome because she speaks directly about mental health, and it is music that brightens my day. The other thing that I've seen in reactions that's been really cool has been uh, the the reaction requests from people on Patreon, the inner circle. I've learned about groups that I have just fallen in love with and gotten to hear so much cool music from. So uh, it's hard for me to go into Eminem, uh, probably, you know, something around, well, Stan's my favorite of <laughs> Eminem. It clearly is my favorite, but Castle and a Rose was really cool to see his, his switcheroo there and how he turned mm -hmm. things around. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to keep you going X with, uh, with the um, uh, train food, it was very good. Also, the recent one he did that, that we reacted to, I keep I'm with, losing with, with Kanye. I can't remember. It was um, I can't remember. I'm not remembering all these songs. There's two okay. on the spot for me. Well, I needed I needed time with the, this one. The one with Kanye was True Love, and then the that. one I'm not even sure if that yet is Revenge. Yeah. I need the full list know. because that was a really okay. cool one that I loved of his. Okay. Anyway, let's get into, let's do one more. Um, from a piece of pie. What a name, man. I would like a piece of a pie piece right now. A piece of pie would be uh, nice. Coconut cream. Um, a piece of pie says, how do I get help? How do you get help? Well, resources are in the links of our description. I can't always say much about it because we, I, I really can't confirm or deny them as far as being amazing or horrible. I really can't because I don't know them. But it's the best we could find to find some free resources or some opportunities for you to reach out. Uh, there are crisis hotlines to reach out to. Uh, also, psychologytoday.com is a good resource. I don't know if it's worldwide or not, but at least in the U.S., that has resources of mental health professionals, some of which might have sliding scales or have some free services or insurance. But that really is the directory. Psychologytoday.com is a directory of mental health professionals. And, you know, there are plays virtual therapy places like BetterHelp and uh, telehealth services that are there to be able to offer mental health services for you. But I'll be very honest with you, good help is hard to find. Yeah. It's really difficult to find a good mental health professional. And sadly, as frustrating as it is, the amount of training it takes to get to the spot where we are in our career, the amount of investment and, and money and energy and time we've spent on our career, that goes with the territory, almost like an athlete in yeah. sports, right? The better they get, the more experience they have, 
the, the more of a veteran they are, the more they demand a higher price. And that just happens in our field. Otherwise, at least in my practice, I couldn't exist. There are a lot of bills to pay. Yeah. Even with what we do here with reaction therapy, there are bills to pay for expenses that come in. Yep. And we want to provide the best service we can. The reason that we end up charging the price we do in our office is because number one, we've got tons of experience. We've spent a lot of invested a lot on our experience mm -hmm. and we don't see the amount of people we could. We don't take in the number of people we could. So we shrink the amount of people we see so that we're so focused and concentrated on who they are. Otherwise I could just see 50 people in a week and, you know, just keep churning a machine, but I wouldn't have the energy and I wouldn't remember a lot of the things yeah. about you. I need to. So it's important, just like reaction therapy, though. Yeah, and I think one thing that I think y'all would think is cool is from what I've learned from Tom and my mom, who also is a therapist, that the, when they see people, they have to remember. I mean, it's hard. It's not, you don't really think about it, but if you have a therapist out there, a lot of, I, I would advise everybody to have a therapist or at least somebody you to talk one, to. Yeah. But those therapists have other clients that they have to remember their entire story. And so I, that's one thing that I give respect to you and my mom as well and any other therapist out there that they have to remember a lot of stuff yeah. about a lot of people and you have files of people and it's just yeah. a lot of, a lot of stuff. And so the more people you see, the more you're going to have to yeah. remember. And it's a lot. Well, and carry a lot of emotional weight. That's you got to realize the too. liability yeah. we have with clients, Man. the responsibility we yeah. have. I could see somebody one hour who's suicidal. The next hour, it could be a high school student who made their first B and they're distraught and anxious, yeah. which is not the end of the world, right? And the next hour, I could see a couple where one of them had, has had an affair and they're about to get a divorce. The go. next hour, I could see an adult who lost their child uh, the previous day. And honestly, all in one day, I could see all of these and you have to be able to switch and treat each one very individually. So it's a very specialized thing and not everybody in the mental health field can do it. Yeah. But... Any help, if it's decent, is better than no help, okay? Yeah, yeah. There is bad help out there, but if you get That's some true. help even, because I used to be an intern doing this and learning in this field, and I wasn't great. I know that now from my experience, but yeah. I did the best I could, and everybody's got to start somewhere. Yeah, same thing with these reactions. We started out oh, where boy, we were, Nick. and now we're here. So, I mean, that's kind Amen. of with everything. You start at the bottom, and just like Drake said, start from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> that's right. So we got to react to that song. Isn't it true? And you know what's <laughs> scary with that? We can't just go back and delete all the beginning ones that were like, we're kind of like cringy yeah. at. No, we, we can't. They right? actually have tons of views, a lot of them. Yeah. But we can't go back and erase them and pretend that everything has just been yeah, the last no, month. No. It's part of our history. Yep. And y'all have appreciated us anyway. Everybody at Reaction Therapy, and it's grown more and more yeah. over time. Y'all have been so kind and supportive and I think patient with what we do that we're learning as we go. And I think yeah. we're a lot better at doing this Absolutely. now than we were six months ago. Absolutely. Patience is a virtue, they say. I'm yeah. just spitting all kinds of bars. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> well, just now, I don't have a transition for this. I told Tom before the episode, I'm like, dang it, I forgot to put a transition for this. It's okay. I will get it next time. But Accidents it, it, happen. But it is now the time for the quote of the podcast. So quote I'll, of the podcast. That's our transition. And I've quickly gone away from just having all Tom quotes because nobody wants to just hear Tom quotes, right? That is just not something that, that would be fun. I had a, a guy that I knew a while. I've known him actually for a long time who gave me this quote one day. And I'll never forget. He was talking about business and he was talking about 
how challenging and tough things can be and having to confront people and deal with clients and deal with with potentially bad news. And uh, this guy named Ron, and he told me, he said, Tom, one thing I learned a long time ago, I don't even know who invented this quote, but it stuck with me ever since. He said, the quote I remember one of my bosses telling me is, bad news never gets better with time. And I've used this with so many clients in my life that bad news never gets better with time. If you think there's something that needs to be said, or I don't want to break the news to him, or I don't want to tell this client, or I don't want to tell my wife, or I don't want to tell my kids, telling you, it's such a true statement, Nick. Bad news never gets better with time. Well, I'll just say the amount of times I've heard that is an (laughs) unbelievable. You would not believe how many times I've heard that from him. Thank you, Ron, for giving me that quote. It just blows me away how truthful that is. Like when people say, well, or I'll have a college students like, well, I'm kind of waiting. I don't want to look at my grades because the semester ended. I don't think I did too good on finals. And I think I'm just going to like not look at them. And I'm like, bad news never gets better with time. It doesn't matter if it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Or I don't want to tell my spouse this. Bad news never gets better with time. I'll give another example. Um, Maybe a true story of mine. Maybe not. If you're wanting to ask out somebody, go for it. Because if they reject you, then yep. it, you would rather know sooner than later. Yeah. That's all I have it's to not say. like the bad news later <laughs> on is going to feel better than the bad news now. As soon as you get it out there, the better. So go bad news I never gets better. Y'all, just go for it. Yeah. You know, you never know. The worst, thing, the worst thing he or she can say is no. Yep. So, and if you do need to break news to somebody... It's not like I'm going to wait till Monday. Yeah. It'll be better than it really. Most of the time, it's not true. Yeah. There you go. Bad great, news great, never gets better with time. Great quote of the day. Love that. Okay. Well, that's kind of it for the show. That went so fast. Went so fast. We talked about trauma, about Justin Bieber, about our new mics we have. Hopefully, the sound works pretty good. I'm yes. assuming it works a lot better. And our, our vacation, too. Yep. So we covered a lot in that Jam-packed. show. Jam-packed. So, you have anything to Can't say? Can't wait to wrap for trauma part two. We'll just keep trauma going and get your questions about what you want talked about with yeah. trauma on the brain. It would be awesome to do that. And I cannot wait until we start talking to these artists face to face. It's going to be so cool. Very exciting. Yeah. So, thank y'all so much. And yep. go follow uh, the Patreon for sure if you want. Like Tom was saying, he loves seeing different artists. If you have a different artist that you like that it's not really mainstream, yeah. The best way to do that is joining Patreon. Yep. We we look at those requests. You don't even have to join the top tier or anything. Even if you join a $4 tier and you DM Tom or me and say, hey, can you react to this? We're going to look at that before yep. we look at anything else, even over the Google uh, form that we have. Yep. So Patreon is definitely the place to do that. And we get extra stuff. You get an extra bonus episode of That's this right. that we're going to record in a little bit. And then also you're going to get this episode a week before it comes out. To That's the public. right. So it's just, it's a great place to be, you know, join, join, join the crew, the tight knit family. So that's yeah. what's so amazingly cool, right? That you get extra content, YouTube, still YouTube, but join that Patreon page. It helps support us and what we're doing. Yes. And I'll also pay for these mics too. allows us to be able to create extra content and do new things, which is really cool. But we are really thankful to you Definitely. for supporting us, for, you know, having the comments that you do and sticking with us all this time, because it really does matter. Yeah, definitely does. Follow Tom um, on TikTok and Instagram. We're trying to get Tom to 
or not TikTok, reaction Instagram, therapy, the 10K reaction on therapy. reaction therapy, Instagram. We're trying to use more also. Yep. Trying to use all kinds of platforms. What did I just say? Platforms. Platforms. Um, so go follow all of those links. Yeah. will be in the description for all of that. Awesome. Go to the Discord too. I know we're plugging a lot, but Discord, great place to be. You can win, win some merch on there. Somebody just won some merch from, or a reaction also, but also merch from the art contest. So we do contests on there sometimes. And if it's a great place, just what we were talking about trauma in this episode, a great place. There's a lot of people in there that will listen to you. So even if you don't, you know, you might say, I don't have anybody to talk to. Join Discord. They, I promise you there will be somebody in that Discord that will talk to you and help you out. So it's a great, great place to be. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Yeah. Anything else? That's it. Thanks so much. Be sure right. you'll be in here. Thank Can't you wait so for much. next time. And we will see you on the next Reaction, Reaction Therapy, Therapy Podcast. Podcast.